another episode of the Adrian Ross Show, a product of the BMG Network. That's thebmgnetwork.com. I'm glad you're tuned in, whether you are tuned in at the BMG Network's YouTube channel, which uh, allows you to to, to see me. I don't know if that's good or bad, but here I am. Or maybe you're listening at the BMG Network itself, or you are listening on a major podcast platform. But I'm glad you're here because today we have a very interesting show, a very powerful episode, actually, as I have a guest, a guest who had an unfortunate situation at a Walmart in New York in which she had to deal with police officers because of a supposed mask quote, mandate and with her children, with her very, very um, scary, really, uh, and disturbing situation. And I'm going to let our guest, her name is Kendra Johnson from upstate New York. I'm going to allow her to share her story with us. So let's listen to what Kendra has to say. Well, here I am with my guest, Kendra Johnson, and I'm so, so glad that you're able to join us, Kendra. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Adrian Ross Show. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Okay. Kendra, I want you to first uh, introduce yourself. I know we're going to dive into your story, some interesting things that took place uh, a few days ago in the state of yeah. New York, <laughs> of course, which is, yeah. my, which is my home state. Of course, I've relocated. And I'm very grateful for that <laughs> this time, not to diss your state, but whoo, it's interesting as we're going to find out in, in just a moment. But first of all, just, just tell us a little bit something about yourself. Um, I am a native to New York. Um, I always say a Christ follower first and then a wife and a mom. Um, that's basically sums it up simple. Yeah. We're homeschooling, doing that sort of thing, but yes, keeps me busy. Good. Homeschooling, good. Love to have the homeschoolers. Um, I think that's very, very important, especially right now what's going on in education, to have people who are yeah. committed to the, to the little ones. So how many children do you have? Uh, four and one on the way. Four and one on the way. All right. Yeah. You're going to be extra busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Tell me, first of all, with everything that's going on, it's been, it's been about two years now. Almost, yeah, about two yeah. years now of dealing with the coronavirus and dealing with this, this pandemic and, you know, it was supposed to be like two weeks to stop, you know, the spread and all that to curb this thing. And two weeks later, we're still dealing with the effects of the virus. We're still dealing, I mean, even more so now with the the, the mandates and uh, it's just been, I, I've talked a lot about it on the show. So I don't want to spend time talking about, you know, my perspective. I want to hear from you as a New Yorker. Because I've visited New York since this stuff. Well, yeah. You live there. You live there. Now, you're not in New York City, right? No, no. Upstate New York. Okay, so you're in upstate New York. So what is it like being a resident of New York during these incredibly crazy times, first of all? Um, honestly, I don't have anything to compare it to except for what I hear about the outside world. Um, where people say it's night and day. Um, you don't realize how oppressed you are until you leave um, because the things that we're doing here and the measures that we're still continuing to take aren't happening other places. Mm-hmm. Um, I was recently when talking about the new mask mandate, which isn't a technical mandate that we're in right now. Um, someone said it's only until January 15th. 
And I said, are you kidding me? The last one was only supposed to be two weeks. And here we are two years later. Mm-hmm. And like, what makes you think it's going to let up? Um, so you still see people with masks. You don't see many without them. Um, not many things are open. If they are open, it's with a mask. Um, we're still just limited. We spend a lot of time at home because we don't want to do the mask everywhere we go with the kids. So, well, I'm probably going to ask you, I may ask you questions that you don't necessarily have the answer to. So I'm just asking Johnson's perspective, you know, sure. Why? I mean, you, you hit on something so important because you said for you, it's sort of like it's business as usual. It's the way life has become. And when you hear from other people, then you realize not everyone is functioning like this. Now, sure, right. there, there's there's been a change throughout the nation. Right. But right. I, I'm going to ask you to speculate. Why are things so much different in, say, a New York, I'm, I, California even as well? Right. Why? What do you think anyway? Okay. Um, so my personal opinion is it has to do with the leadership we're under and the end game of what they're trying to achieve. Um, everyone says conspiracy theory. Um, but I think we're beyond that now. We're actually seeing things unfold where it is a power stretch. Like even um, right now with the, I keep quoting the mandate thing. It's not a mandate because no signatures were were put into place, but because people have been so conditioned mm. um, in in the way that we've been living, as soon as they hear anything about you need to mask up, everyone just complies. Signs are on doors. It went from Sunday, everything was fine and people were walking into stores maskless to Monday, everyone is masked up. Um, wow. We went into Walmart on Thursday we were the only person without a mask on in the yeah. entire Catskill Walmart. Um, and then that's been the testimony of some other people too. Even if people aren't um, requiring you to wear the mask, people are still doing it. And it could be a fear thing. Um, and I say conditioned, but I really feel like that's kind of where it's gone, where you are nervous to not comply because of what might happen. Mm. And this is New York. Like New Yorkers don't comply with anything. <laughs> like, yeah. Generally, like you know, we're from we're from New York. You know, we're hardcore, right? Rebels, and yet the compliance is just off the hook. Now, again, asking you to speculate: Are people like you said? Well, is you know the fear thing? Are people the fear thing? Meaning the fear thing with these uh, so-called leaders who are forcing this quote-unquote mandate? That fear. Or the fear of the virus itself? What do you think is motoring this? So um, judging by people I've talked to, number one, they just don't want to deal with it. Even after um, the situation that happened with us on Thursday, I kind of got a few eye rolls like, well, what's the big, like, just put your mask on. You know what I mean? Like, it's just easier to go with the flow and to do it rather than dealing with the backlash or stirring feathers or ruffling feathers per se. Um, I think a lot of the, I think it is a fear thing. The fear of getting sick, they hear that, oh my gosh, this new mutation um, without realizing that when a virus mutates, it becomes weaker. It can't become stronger. Like scientifically, that's impossible. Um, So the feeling like they're not protected, 
Um, and then fear of being fined. I know a lot of businesses put the signs on the window and we're turning customers away because last time there were huge fines attached to it. Mm. Um, so I think it comes from every angle and it depends on the person, but I think people are, people get tired of fighting instead of just yeah. sticking with it, unfortunately, because it has, it's been two years that we've been walking yeah. like this. So why aren't you fearful? Is it just because it's get you feel like it's it's getting weaker? It's it's not scientifically sound. Is that why you're not fearful um, of the virus itself? No, um, we did our research. We looked into the numbers. We at the beginning, yes, we were nervous. We didn't know what it was, so yes, we put our mask on. Uh, we didn't bring the children in the store. Um, but then once things started to unravel where we learned about the virus more and we learned that, yes, it can be fought with vitamin C, D, zinc. You know what I mean? Um, it responds differently to everyone. And then we did. We got coronavirus. We had COVID. It went through our home and everyone handled it really well. Um, I was the only one to lose my taste and smell. Um, but even our son, who's an asthmatic, he kicked its butt. Um, and they were actually asymptomatic. A lot of my children, we only had one with a stuffy nose. So I think it's the fear of the unknown, but then once you experience it and you realize it is just a cold and even colds respond differently to different people, um, you can't live in fear. We can't. And, and also knowing the statistics behind the masks um, that they actually don't particularly work. Um, and there have been so many cases where people have masked up and still got it. Um, mm -hmm. So for us, that's kind of where we landed. Just we did our research. We did what we felt comfortable with. It wasn't to endanger other people, but knowing the science behind it, um, it just didn't make sense to keep going. Right. And that's interesting what you said about doing your research, because I feel like we're living at a time now where it's sort of like people are, um, to use a phrase from my favorite novel, To Kill a Mockingbird, where people are being led by the noses as asses are, you know, yeah. so like, OK, whatever. This Very is media driven. Yes. And the, and the media, se media seems to really be interested. The media seem to really be interested in this pushing the whole fear thing and, and um and so people are just, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever you want me to, I've, I've even heard people say that, whether it's about this, the mask, or whether it's about um, vaccines, there's like, whatever they tell me, I'll just do it. Scary. Right. Well, let's transition to what happened uh, just a few days ago. And then I ask you more about it. Okay. It has to do with Walmart in Catskill, New York, correct? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Well, set, set this up. Tell us what happened to you. So my kids and I set out for a day of errands, which we've done before. Um, we and Walmart was our first stop. So we stopped at Walmart probably like 930, 10 o'clock. Um, in the morning? We were just in the morning. Yep. We were just going to pick up our photos. Um, we walked in. We were greeted by the Walmart greeters who offered us a mask. And we said, no, thank you. The woman responded that, well, it's a seven. $75,000 fine, which I also knew was number one, an incorrect number. And number two, there were no fines attached to it because there's no mandate. Um, mm -hmm. So we just continued to walk and there was some commotion behind us and we were pursued by a police officer. So um, I'm getting a little shaky just talking about it because mm -hmm. it was, I, I hate to say traumatic because I mean, we're here, we're okay. 
and everyone's fine. But when you have your four children and you're alone and clearly very pregnant um, and you know what your rights are, what is allowed and a police officer who is supposed to protect you and at least in my mind um, is coming at you, you kind of you get a little frazzled. Um, So we were then met by the police officer after um, the commotion of she needs to wear a mask. And I looked back and he was following us and then he stopped us and he kept me from walking any further. And knowing what I wanted was literally feet away, already paid for. I just needed to grab it and go. Um, He proceeded to let us know that we either needed to mask up, uh, leave, or we would be arrested for trespassing. Um, and quite frankly, I heard arrest and I kind of froze. I, I proceeded to talk to the officer who didn't agree with the masks, but was still enforcing it um, because in his mind or according to the law, they need to also protect Walmart, um, who was clearly in danger by my being there unmasked. Um, so it was um, so we were and then behind the officer was a Walmart associate who was just badgering in his ear that we needed to mask or leave and all the kids need to wear a mask too. And so you have it coming from both angles. Um, So when I realized I was not getting anywhere because I was one being blocked and number two, Mm. they wouldn't do anything. We did just grab our masks so we could get our photos and get out of there. Um, and that's kind of how it ended. We were actually, we did, we did just to get the photos and quite Mm -hmm. frankly, I would have left them except it was the Christmas gift we had for our family. (laughs) So it's all I had and not enough time to order more. Um, but, um, I forgot where I was going with that. You said you put your mask on. So we did, we put our masks on, but I found out later we, when we left Walmart, uh, we ran a couple other errands. We went into two other stores unmasked without a problem. Um, so you I thought it, it was again. just ironic. You, huh? went right at it, you went right at it again. Still, I had did- to, My kids were so afraid that we had to, um, mm-hmm. they were so afraid of being arrested. They were so, no, I mean, I mean, after to- you, what I mean is after you left Walmart, you went into the next place without a mask. Oh, yeah. But we had to, like I said, because I my kids were so afraid after that, that they would not go in a place without a mask. And so I did not want that. It's kind of like the falling off a horse. You got to get back on or else it's gonna. So even now, and we did, we met with the officer and I had him tell my kids they were not going to be arrested for going in places without a mask because I didn't want them having that fear. Wow. I mean, they're nine, seven, five and two, and they're yeah. terrified because this, this is how mom was met in the store. But I found out from the Lieutenant when I met with him that I was actually the second person in Walmart that day that they had called the police on. So I don't know who the first person was, um, yes. but the police presence was still there from the first incident. Um, so it's just asinine to me. And a, a lot of it comes down to ignorance and people not having the facts correct. Number one, which I learned um, that it wasn't a mandate to begin with. And um, I don't know. I learned a lot. I did. I learned a lot from the experience. Now, um about how long did this whole thing last, you think, from your 
being confronted to the police. Did the police escort you out or no? They escorted me to the masks to make sure that I put the mask on before they would let me go back to the photo center. And then they were still present to make sure everything was fine and kosher. Um, Mm. And then ironically, they couldn't find my photo. So I had to stand there like an idiot. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So. And the Walmart employees, were they kind and sort of apologetic? Like, we're so sorry we have to do this, but. Or were they kind of rough? No, the people at the front were very matter of fact. This is what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. But the gentleman who was at the photo booth was very kind. He offered me a tissue and asked if I needed to sit down, if everything was okay. Um, But no one was apologetic, particularly at the time, because this is what we do. Mm -hmm. Every, you know what I mean? It just, this is, this is life now. So, Mm. Okay, so talk to us a little bit about because that's not the end of this story. There were no. some, some some people kind of stepped in here, and there was some aftermath, right? So I'd like for you to tell us about what happened after this. Yeah, no, there was a there was a lot of support, um, and I'm grateful for that. Our local church came together, and they they really did rally behind me, um, mm-hmm. and. Um, we had a phone chain basically started where people called Walmart corporate and they complained about the situation. Um, and they also reached out to the Catskill police department, uh, that they weren't happy about how the police officer handled the situation. Um, Mm -hmm. and with that, I was notified that I should go down and file a, um, a complaint against the officer who dealt with me. So I went down and ended up talking with Lieutenant and that, that went really well. He's a very nice gentleman, but again, everyone's in these positions where they don't agree with what they're having to enforce. So at what point do you say enough's enough? And that's kind of where I kept landing with him is you don't agree with this and you think it's asinine, but why are we still continuing to do it? I, I just can't wrap my head around that. So um, in addition to those measures that were taken, a protest was planned for 6.30 that evening where about 40 to 50 people went in without masks um, mm-hmm. and we just shopped. Um, we walked the aisles. We did our normal thing. People had grocery carts. You know, we did life as normal or what should be mm-hmm. normal. Um, to which we were met by four or five police officers again, who are these cops just hanging out there? Well, the, no, the, this, this gentleman, Dale, who is one of the lower managers of the Catskill Walmart calls the cops on us. Um, so my daughter's joining. That's that's fine. Um, Good. More the merrier. So, um, Yeah, so he continued to call the cops, and Dale was absolutely not happy that we were not arrested, but the sergeant basically said, I'm not going to go through and arrest 30 people, 40 people, like, it's just going to cause more trouble, so they basically just kind of hung out to make sure nothing got out of control, which it didn't, but then again, we were advised that we needed to leave, or we would be arrested for trespassing, um, because apparently Walmart has the right, which I I don't particularly agree with because I feel like shirts and shoes are completely different than having to, to put a mask over your face, which is um, 
it obstructs your breathing. I mean, a shirt isn't going to do that, you know? So they compared it to that. The whole, you can't enter a place of business. That was their trying to logic. Um, and Walmart was allowed to enforce whatever rules they wanted as a private business. So we, we were refused being checked out. So we did call corporate and let them know they lost a lot of business that night because they wouldn't allow us to check out. And the woman who was checking us out, um, her name's Maria. She's a beautiful woman. Um, she was very kind and supported our cause, thought Walmart was completely ridiculous and can't stand it any longer. Mm. Um, so she was checking some people out and she was sent home without pay and um, would be fired pending review. So she made a stand for us, which was wow. beautiful. There were a couple people that came in who were wearing masks and looked at us and said, what's going on? And we explained it and they took their mask off and stuck it in their pocket. So That's I feel like, talking about. yeah, it was beautiful. It was really beautiful. So that was encouraging to, because there's strength in numbers and that's where we have to land is enough people standing and standing together um, instead of, and my girlfriend said it, she said, the problem is it always ends up being the one. Like when I walked in that morning, I was one person. I was vulnerable with four children. You know what I mean? Um, yes. You have to stop. So <laughs> I think that when we all stand together, there's more power in it. But people are afraid to do that. And exactly. I don't understand why, quite frankly. Well, it's so interesting to me. Two things stand out to me from what you said. Number one, this selective stuff like, uh, you know, Walmart as a private business, uh, young lady, they have the right to, you know, we say that on the one hand. And then when the uh, the president wants to make private businesses correct, yeah, for not getting a vaccine, then that's a whole different story. You know, this this selective private business rights is kind of interesting and hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, be consistent. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, there's that The other thing that you. You said that jumps out of me and it is beautiful. The other people who are complying, they have the masks on and yet they still can recognize injustice and step up and, and, and walk alongside someone else. And I think that's what I've tried to point out many times concerning vaccines, for example. I'm, I'm always like this. Listen, people are grown. Do what you want. You want to get a vaccine? Get the vaccine. I don't have a problem with that. And sometimes people think right. when, you, when you speak out against the quote unquote mandate that you're speaking out against the thing itself, which I have a right to do if I felt like doing that also. However, I'm like, do what you want to do. But something in you should say that somebody else should have, just as you have the right to someone else should have the right not to and should stand right. alongside that because this tyranny that's going on. You think you're you know, someone thinks they're safe now. It's not their situation. It's not their issue. This compliance stuff only fuels the power control because some of this is fear, I believe, as you mentioned, and some of it is some diabolical plan. I'm not even going to get into all that. Well, no, there's, there's an agenda. This. And there's that's an why agenda. you're saying the hypocritical part of it. If it doesn't line up with the agenda, then it doesn't fit. And so exactly. don't yeah. push that. I, I totally agree with you. And it is. It's hypocritical. Um, and there's no consistency to it. So that's where it gets, you can't trust. That's really no. what it comes down to. You can't, you can't, you can't trust this. This is some, this is, I, I just feel like this is um whether intentional or, or not 
whether the trial run is intentional or not, I feel like what we're going through serves as a trial run for things to come. Well, my husband, he is very stirred after everything that happened, number one, because it was to his wife and his kids, but also because there is a bill, and I'll forward you the information if you haven't seen it yet, um, for New York, Um, and there are a few different articles, but it basically says that if you are an unvaccinated individual and our government thinks you are a threat, they can put you in a detention camp. So these are things that are on the table. It went before a vote, and now it's going before the vote again on the 5th of January. So we need to call our legislators, but when people don't even know that this is on the table, or the fact that there is audacity enough for it to even be on the table is mm-hmm. terrifying. And it is exactly like you said, tyranny. Like, I would, be, I would have been detained if this thing was passed on Thursday. I would have had absolutely no rights if this was implemented. Yes. And I truly believe a part, and I've had dreams about this, but I truly believe that apart from God's intervention, this is the plan and this is where we're headed. And that there right. are people, and there are people out there who actually believe that it's okay because it's a conversation you and I had before before we started this talk. Um, there's this whole mindset like, well, you don't care about people if you don't, you know, so you don't deserve right. rights. You, you know, there's that whole thing. And so I really think that we're, we're hmm. but okay, you had mentioned to me that you've learned something you know there were some lessons you learned some things that you would maybe do differently or 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 even maybe you would do more of i don't know but what would you say are some lessons that you feel that you take away from this as we sort of wind down our talk today um number one we have to be educated and quite i really um i wouldn't consider myself uneducated but i went into walmart knowing what i knowing what was right and what I was allowed to do, but not able to back it. Um, Whether it was at the moment that the officer told me that I needed to mask up or I'd be arrested, um, communicating to him that I had an exemption, realizing that, that, and I knew that, but I froze. Um, So, and, and learning that they don't have a right to question that or what the exemption is like we are, we do have protection still. Um, But also you really can't trust the media because everyone thought this was a mandate that dropped and it wasn't, it was a direction by the health department who isn't even enforcing it. So it's people taking liberties and knowing which ones are legitimate or not. I mean, I feel like in this day and age, we have to be our own doctor, teacher, you know what I mean? You're, you, you really have to do it all yourself. Um, so walking with people who are like-minded, I was able to reach out to Kristen Coons, um, when I kind of fell into it because I knew what was happening was wrong, but I couldn't articulate, um, clearly or correctly. Um, so yeah, Kristen, I mean, Kristen, just for con- just for context, Kristen Coons is someone who really, really, um, someone we both know, and really yes. studies, really knows her stuff, and uh, is really on top of this issue. So yeah, person to no, she's to. a fantastic researcher, um, and she's a fantastic advocate, and she's very well 
um, she's very eloquent with how she speaks and she knows her rights. Um, so I feel like as, as Americans, and this is what, even with my children, um, as we were leaving Walmart and we were crossing the bridge to go into Hudson, um, we did, we talked about why our country was founded and understanding what our rights are as American citizens and why, we broke away from tyranny to begin with and now we're kind of settling right back into it um but we've been reading our island story about britain's history and they were able to relate because we've talked about how kings would just kill people for the sake of doing it because they could and there were no um kind of consequences for it and we're headed i know it sounds extreme but headed in that direction all over again when people are able to make demands on us without any sort of accountability or we're being conditioned not to fight back. And I think that's, what's alarming is we're just kind of settling in instead of standing up for what our rights are. And it's being masked by the health, the safety of the people over the rights of the people, which I don't think is correct. Um, But that's kind of where we land. Yeah, interesting that she used the term it's being masked as no pun intended, right? Yeah, no, no, really. <laughs> yeah. But you did you did take 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 a stand and uh as you said, the um people from the church uh, rallied. rallied. But and then you also, you know, followed up with corporate, right? So what was the end result of that? Of not just walk because too often we do, we just like, ah, it's just it's just me, and you know, you just let it go and nobody's held accountable or anything. But you did. Right. So what, what was the end result of that? Honestly, I'm not quite satisfied with it. Um, everyone just kept apologizing um when you called corporate, like, I'm sorry that was your experience. We'll reach out to them. Um, so I don't feel like they understood the gravity of the situation. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm glad, but we did have change. So the change that ensued was Walmart is no longer requiring masks. This particular Catskill Walmart, the other ones weren't to begin with because corporate wasn't implementing it. It was the manager himself Mm -hmm. who was taking authority in the situation. Um, so Walmart is no longer, I don't even think at this point they're offering masks. They're there, but I don't think, I think they've kind of just dropped it, which is fantastic. People should mm-hmm. have the right to choose whether they want to wear one or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and be, because of the Walmart situation, it trickled over to Stewart. Stewart's has been very, um, strict with their masking as well and a couple people were had the same situation as us they weren't allowed to be checked out without Mm -hmm. doing it so using the example of what we did um at walmart i think it was Kristen who was speaking with stewart's said look the same people who stood there are going to come do the same thing here and so there was also a retraining at stewart's for how to handle the masks and i don't think they are requiring them any longer either so it was a victory um, mm-hmm. in some respect. I hate that it even had to be a fight, if that makes any right. sense. But, I mean, I'm I'm glad. But you know what, Kendra? Everything, ha- I think we're living in a time where, where we're not afforded not to fight. Yeah. And, and, I mean, there are people who are taking that, that route. But I just think that if we don't fight, if people don't fight, whatever, however they fight, because everyone's fight looks different. You know, everyone's situation is different. But if we don't do something, figure out what our role is or take uh, the stand that we have to take, it's over. 
Right. I don't don't want to be a gloom and doom kind of person, but this is, I think that's where we're headed. So people have, if you don't stand up, I think it's a victory. You know, maybe it didn't play out exactly as you wanted, but that's a huge, huge victory. If if for no other reason, then you know what? You're not just going to do whatever you want all willy nilly and not have repercussions. And this, another scary part is that these people, I mean, we're, we're in a, a money driven society and yet they're willing to lose money. Right over this. And why? And that's the thing. Like, why do you get so it's a power thing? And that is what's scary. Like, I'm going to dominate and I'm going to have the authority and I'm going to win. I don't care what it costs. And that is Mm -hmm. scary. It is. That's absolutely because when money isn't the bottom line, that means something else is the bottom line. And it's got to be really, really deep. Yeah. To have that place of, of being, this is, this is the bottom line. And I don't believe that, uh, I, I'm, I don't trust, like you said, I don't trust these people any, you know, Oh, it's about our health. And I, and I, I commented on someone's Facebook post. They were talking about, I can't remember. It was something to do with this, the virus. And, and someone said, uh, well, don't you think that the you know, don't you understand that they're trying to keep us safe? And I, I had to comment, you know, sometimes I just keep it scrolling, but I had to say, I said, are there yeah. really people out there, there are people out there who really still think that this is all about your well-being. Really? Yeah. <laughs> just mind. You know, yeah. like, as I said, led by the noses as asses are. Well, Kendra, so um, so you're going to continue to to be maskless, right? Where you go yeah. and, <laughs> and, and the kids, are, the kids are fine. Yeah, they're they're doing OK. They yes. um, like I said, it was an adjustment. There were a lot of conversations. What would happen if you went to jail? <laughs> so we mm-hmm. had to talk through all of that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're they're I think they're back to normal. They didn't want to. I really had hoped that they would come with us to the protest, um, but they didn't want to go back to Walmart, um, which I don't blame them. So yes. it'll be a soft yes. uh, reintroduction, but they're OK. Yes. <laughs> And, good. and I just want the record just to, to state that we're not, you know, we're not trying to blast Walmart as an entire. No, uh, it's just the, the principle of it. Yes. And, you know, because and I'm here in southeast Missouri and, you know, they got they have somebody standing there today. They didn't offer me a mask, but they've had someone standing when you walk in and they try to offer me. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm. I'm I'm, I decline if they say anything up, but, but I'm thinking, you know, at this, do you think I really need somebody to, to tell me that I needed a mask? If I wanted, needed a mask, if I wanted a mask, I'd have one on is what I'm thinking. And bring it right. Yeah. I have one. You know, I do keep one in my, in my purse, whatever, but yeah, so this isn't about Walmart as a whole, but it is about this particular situation at this particular Walmart. Um, and so it needed to be, it needed to be addressed. So, um, do you have any any final comments? I'm so thankful for you being willing to share your story, which, as you said, even talking about it is a, is a bit traumatic, especially you're pregnant. You've got your kids. Your husband's not there. You don't know what in the world's going to, going on. But you 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 did the fight thing and it has yielded some positive results. And I'm yeah, so grateful for you sharing that with us because people need to hear what's going on. Um, but I want to just add, is there anything final that you want to say? Uh, to wrap this this part this uh, interview up. No, no. Yeah. I think it's just hoping that more people will become aware of the agenda behind it and yes. and stop being naive. Yes. Um, if this is happening in our own backyard, I mean, and I think that's the problem is people don't they're not shaken until it happens to them. 
Um, and while we've been standing all along, you think it couldn't happen. Um, and then Mm -hmm. it does. And I am, I'm just so grateful for the people who stood behind us, um, and supported us because that's what we need. We need the numbers. Absolutely. Thank you again, Kendra. Um, yes, ma'am. Unfortunate situation, but, um, I appreciate the story because I think we can, there's some nuggets that you just shared with us that we each could use and, and we'll probably need. So thank Amen. you for joining me here on the Adrian Ross show and keep yes. up the fight and God bless you. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. So there you have Kendra's story. It's hard to believe that what she went through over a mask in the presence of her children actually happened. But that's what we're dealing with. And and though you hear perhaps these kinds of things and you go, well, that's New York for you. But I'm saying that I don't know if we should feel so cozy, no matter where we are. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the Midwest, I'm in Southeast Missouri. And one would say that could never happen here. And you kind of get that feeling, or you look at Florida with governor Ron DeSantis and, you know, he's just a champion for the, for the people. And so sometimes we might feel a little bit secure, like, oh, that's that's a New York situation. I'm telling you, this is a situation that's beyond New York. And we need more people like Kendra and the people from her church who are willing to, to fight back. And again, I'm, I always want to throw this out because people misunderstand or they don't misunderstand. They like to twist your words. Oh, fight back. Fight. As soon as you use the word fight, they, 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 they act like you're trying to hurt people physically and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking some stands because too often we just go, it was unfortunate. We're upset. We're traumatized and we just move on and nobody is willing to take a stand. But Kendra and people she knows were willing to take a stand and some changes have occurred. This situation should never have happened at all. And I really appreciate her story. I appreciate that. Even though it's even traumatic just to talk about she was willing to come on talk about it and think about those lessons that she talked about, how you d- need to do your research, how you need to stand up. She reached out to, to other people who knew more than she knew about it so that she could have that support. We can't go it alone. And, and then the people who were wearing masks and yet they said, this is not right. And so what do they do? They joined in the effort. So I am so grateful for people like Kendra, from people, for people like her church, for people who um, are not necessarily in the same boat you're in, but they step in so that you're not alone and you don't sink. Really, really appreciative of that. And so I'm also appreciative to you for tuning into this episode of the Adrian Ross show. And I thank you. Make sure that you go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasts we have. As I always say, there are informative, uh, insightful, engaging, and entertaining podcasts over at the bmgnetwork.com. And if you enjoy the Adrian Ross show, would you leave a rating and review wherever that's possible, like Apple Podcasts? That would be a great place to do that. I really, really, really would appreciate that. It's very, very helpful. And I like to read them. So I like to read them when I have them to read. And I've read many. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Adrian Ross show. God bless you abundantly. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com 
and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.